Hello and welcome to Tradfest. I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith. We're coming to you from the Oliver Singen Gogarty in Temple Bar in Dublin, in Ireland. An establishment that's named after a man I'd love to have hung out with, actually. He'd have had so many stories to tell. Even soccer fans would have lots to chat to him about. He used to play for Preston North End, would Aha. you believe? Don't forget his time playing for Bowes, Kieran. Yes, Bohemian FC, so aptly named these days, the hippest soccer team in Dublin, I'm led to believe, and I see our producer, Donald, welling up when we mention the name there. Well, you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a hipster up there in Bowes, but soccer apart, we have a fantastic show full of Trad Without Frontiers as we play some of the best music and interviews associated with our Tradfest festival, including later in the show, a great interview with your brother, Mike Hanrahan, if I do say so myself since I interviewed him, a great interview it was, and exclusive live music from Stockton's Wing. I'm looking forward to hearing that. First though, there's another live track recorded at St. Mickens Church during Tradfest. It's the brilliant Corner Boy from Wexford with Moira under the pale moonlight. Oh, oh, oh. 
each other's arms For the sake of love's rust and it's running short oh. There is a cause Giving out some breath the night But I've been sleeping for months of That was Corner Boy, amazing band. It's hard to imagine a future where they aren't a massive successful. Well, Kieran, as much as I enjoy our weekly get-togethers here um, in Temple Bar as part of Tradfest podcast, it was my utmost pleasure during Tradfest to interview your brother Mike. He's such a smart, switch-on, bright dude. Would you agree? Dude isn't a word maybe I'd have put on him or my father either, I might as well say, for that reason. <laughs> Come coming, in, dude. Your dinner's from, ready. From Ennis in County Clare. He was a big fan of Leonard Conda as he grew up, so maybe he'll qualify. I'd say so. Well, first we'll take Mike and we'll ask him to introduce a song from Stockton's Wing recorded at their sold-out gig in the Workman's Club during Tradfest. This is a song we wrote many, many moons ago in a place called Loch Vicar in County Roscommon, just outside Boyle. And uh, we spent a few weeks there in a hippie commune, just learning the ways of the hippie commune. And uh, we liked it so much we went back a few times. But we wrote an entire album uh, in, in, in that community. And this is one of the songs called Beneath the Shade. Beneath the sinking moon, a smile on his face. Never knew what he was looking for, but he thought he could find it right here in this place. And the birds were singing all around him, trees gently swaying with the breeze. The answer lies here somewhere. He he found his way through those fallen leaves Knew the hours, time had changed his life Leaving him so well loose Leaving him so well loose 
leaving him to face again those streets so far from solitude and the birds were singing all around him trees gently swaying with the breeze the answer lies here somewhere he thought as he found his way through those fallen Beneath that sinking sun That smile Still on his face Thought he found what he was looking for But he always knew It was never Never too late And the birds were singing All around him Trees gently swaying With the breeze The answer lies here Somewhere he here in City Hall, joined by Mike Hanrahan, the frontman of Stockton's Wing and many other things. Mike, we're going to chat to you a little bit about your return to music after a stint away as a professional chef. Yeah, I'm just back. I'm back last year. I was. Uh, I went to Ballymaloo 10 or 12 years ago now. I had some time out. Ronnie Drew had died and my life had kind of changed dramatically. So I was just trying to figure out where to go next. So I went down to follow another passion and uh, I enjoyed it so much I insanely became a professional cook and, and many times people are asking what in God's name are you doing and it's true because it's not really a profession for a, a man of my age at the time but I loved it it was just it was a passion I had and I was able to develop my career in Ballybaloo I ended up teaching in the school and then my friend Pat Short had a pub in Castle Martyr so I ran that for four years and that we had so much fun and the food was all organic and we they came in their droves eventually so that part of the experience was really tremendous. I came back to Dublin then and I ran a beautiful place in Rings End called the Arts and Parlour. So I, had, I did my bit in the food, I thought. I, had, I didn't really want to... I, I, I don't go after Michelin stars and that stuff, so it's, it's just about good food. And I was kind of drawn back to the music then. And it's no, it's no surprise to me as a creative person, as an artist, as a songwriter, that 
cooking and the passion for food, there's huge creativity in it. Oh, the, the similarities in, in your approach, I mean, you could, you could be just like some musicians to join part of the band and the ensemble and play away. But I was always on the creative edge uh, with Stockton's Wing and the same with the food. I wouldn't have done it any other way. My last gig as a chef, I was on the line chefing and I just didn't like it. I didn't like taking instruction. <laughs> and I, I didn't like cooking other people's food, so I just thought, no, I don't want, I don't want to do any more of that. So. You're a rebel chef. A little bit sometimes. <laughs> and Mike, so obviously you're drawn back to the music and the recipe that happens musically when people come together and obviously you've got long, lifelong friends in the band as well. Oh yeah, and it's always great. To, we, we started going back doing a few gigs in recent years and they're really enjoyable, it's so good. But we're going to get back the old band, the, the full band, the electric band and the acoustic band and we're going to do a few gigs this year called Stockton's Wing Retrospective and go through the entire back catalogue because the acoustic lineup that we have now can't cover some of the tracks that we, that we did uh, record and write because it's very intricate stuff. So it gives us an opportunity. So really exciting this year for us. What has your career highlight been to date? I mean, Ronnie Drew is obvious. We were like brothers and, and we were brothers in arms. We traveled together hand in hand for 10 years. So we were extremely close. He was my best mate. And, and I really, I got so much from that because I learned so much as an entertainer, but also as a friend. We, we were good friends and his wife, uh, Deirdre, who passed on just before him, she was amazing and there isn't a day goes by when I don't think of the pair of them they're so special so as highlights go that for me was one Stockton's Ring of course was incredible musically but these days I sing with uh, Leslie Dowdle and I love that gig it's a completely different way off what I'm doing with the wing and I do a few gigs with Eleanor Shanley so I just like to diversify my music and I enjoy it so for me the gig at the gig of the day is is really my highlight when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. that's and I, Maybe I learned that from Ronnie because the day that we, we gigged with Ronnie, it was, that was, whatever day the gig was on, that's all that concerned us, both of us. Everything else didn't matter. We just The show was the most important part of the day because it was people coming to pay money to hear you and listen to play. So that was our focus. And I've taken that with me. And I've worked with Finbar Fury loads of times and he has that very same attitude. The gig, it's all about the gig, you know, so... Yeah, well, we hear a lot about mindfulness, you know, being in the moment and it's very now, you know, to try and not think of the future or the past. And I think as a performer, you show huge respect to your audience when you really are present with them. And, you know, being a conduit for songs that you've written or songs that you haven't written and, and giving them that kind of, giving them your all on stage. That is such a great way to put it because that's what it is all about. And we are very privileged that we're able to play music and play it professionally and people come to hear us. And it is about their moment too, you know. Like when, when I go to a gig, I say, oh my God, that was a great gig. That's what you want your audience to come away with. That's what was a great gig, that you've given everything. You leave nothing to chance. Everything is on that stage and you leave it there. It's like her in hurling parlance, because I know you're a big Claire Hurling fan. You leave it all on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we often, we often say, I've got a cracker stage when we're coming to the last number. Right, let's one last push, you know, <laughs> to get to the end of the line. But if even Finbar, I, I, I use Finbar's, his words before the, every gig was, let's go out there and tell them who you are. That's what he used to say to us every night. Let's go out and tell them who we are. You mentioned Ronnie Drew, and I'm going to just kind of tie two of the strands together here about your, your cookery passion, because there's something that we don't know about Ronnie Drew and his passion for food, maybe. Yeah, he was an amazing cook. You see, he was, he was fluent in all things Spanish. He fluent in the language, like really fluent. So fluent that in, in villages and towns where, when we were in Spain, the locals would not recognise him as a foreigner. 
that, that treat him as one of their own because his language is so pure. And his look. Oh, yeah, he had the look. That's right, the deep look. And he spent a lot of time in Spain. So he, he, he'd really embraced their culture and their music because, you know, apart from his food, he was a great flamenco guitar player as a young guy and never, never kept up. But now and again, the dressing room, he'd take out the guitar and you'd, he'd have the licks, you know. It's just so great. But his food, he, he, yeah, he's an amazing uh, Spanish cook. And he took pride in it. Now, it took him about four days to cook a dinner, but when it arrived, it was, it was magnificent. Mike, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you. All I can say is I just can't wait to get the invite to dinner so we can continue <laughs> this chat further. Well, that's the best I've heard all morning. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our fiddle there, Tara Breen, is away in China. She's on Riverdance duty for six months, believe it or not. But we were really blessed to get a, a really good friend of the band, another Claremont. In fact... There's a guy called um, Frank Custy from uh, County Clare. He taught us music. He taught all of us as kids. And he's very special to, to our family and our, our history of music. But we have his son with us tonight, Tola Custy. So we're very delighted. So delighted. Such a connection. It's great to have it. Um, we're going to feature Tola on this one. Uh, when we got him up to the gig, he said, I'll do it on one condition that you play this next piece of music. So we had to really... Uh, so it's a set of tunes, a piece of music we wrote years ago called The Golden Stud.
Laura Crassi. Stockton's wing there with the guest fiddle player Tola Custy and as you heard Mike in the intro there talking about Tola's father Frank Custy and how important he was to you growing up Kieran. Well he certainly was Frank was a very very interesting man a school teacher there in Tuna in County Clare it's about four miles outside of Not Ennis. the fish no Tuna different it's <laughs> O-O-N-A-G-H with a T in the front but there you go about maybe four miles outside of Ennis and he used to run traditional music classes there now we went to classes in Ennis that were run by Tom Barrett and Brendan McMahon and people like that uh, even Jack Mulcair was there at the Origins and indeed Jack Mulcair who's Brendan Mulcair's father you know, who yeah, got yeah. the award from T.G. Cahar this year but Jack was a, a travelling master musician himself and he started the classes in Ennis Frank used to go to those classes in Ennis and he'd go out to his school where he was working in Tuna the following day and teach the young people the music. Frank was more a hurler than a musician in those days. But still but he, he transferred all of that knowledge and transferred left that legacy. It all out, yeah. Incredibly so and I suppose one of the great saving graces about Frank is great banjo player himself. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> but I remember actually when I got my very first banjo in Ennis uh, we, meant, we went to meet Jimmy Ward of the Kilfenora Cayley Band who tuned it up for me sitting in his car there outside Kelly's pub in Ennis. I can see you there in your, in your short shorts short sitting trousers. down at his knee. I'm telling you. Yeah. Banjo then gets tuned up goes back into the plastic bag which was the case goes home what will I do with it uh, my father and George McMahon, Vinnie McMahon's father, brought me out to Tuna to meet Frank Custy because I used to go to Tin Whistle classes there, but this is to meet Frank to say, what will I do with this now? So he said, why don't you try Paddy's Return? Oh, no. Uh, so I still remember that in Custy's kitchen there. Frank now has gone on. He taught so many people. Sharon would have been up there. All the Custy's, of course, Mary, all the Custy family played. Anyone from that area, James Cullen would have gone there for lessons. A brilliant fiddle player, actually, who lives in Doolan. So Frank was hugely influential on my generation and he's had almost a new beginning in the last 20 years because he's like a magnet for older musicians who want to go and play a few tunes now. Frank just runs these senior sessions and he's loved by all and you know what, there's no reason that he shouldn't. He's a fantastic man. That's wonderful, a wonderful tribute to him there Kieran. And another um, avenue I want to bring you down now because the first song Stockton's Wing played, Mike said, was from an album that was written in a hippie commune in Roscommon and coming from East Clare, I I know, I know all about hippie communes. So you were still in the band, weren't you, when they, they wrote that album? Tell me a little bit more about that. I'm intrigued. I, there's nothing to be intrigued about. I think Mike was probably taking some sort of poetic license there. We stayed with some friends of ours down there, actually in Roscommon, but a fantastic time there with Dermot and Jill. And we put that LP, as it was, together at the time. And that's that music emerged from that time together. We were there for a couple of weeks. They always remained firm friends of ours there in Knockvicker in County Roscommon. And you've spoken so wonderfully about your time, you know, growing up and how you learned music and who you learned from and the influence of Frank Custy as well. You must have a a very musical household. How many of you were in it? I'm from a family of eight. Not all played, but actually all did play, but not all play now. But I think if you were to put an instrument in any of their hands, whether it was a whistle, a guitar or a banjo, in fact, a lot of them play the banjo just because of it's there. They'd all play. I had a brother playing the accordion, mm. another brother, two of them actually that played the drums. You know, we were involved in anything that was happening in traditional music growing up. We were involved in that. There were maybe four or five families 
that were in the town, maybe a half dozen families that were in the town. We were the new generation of music. There was not very, very little traditional music, and it's difficult to understand this. There was very little in Ennis when we were growing up. It's hard and to believe, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, the Cotters were another family. And Geraldine, Geraldine yeah, yeah, she has written a great book about that history of traditional music in Ennis between the 50s and the 80s. And Loud it captures group. it, yeah. Okay. It was brought into town by the rural community. My own parents were Clark Castle and Ballier. You know, so the rural people came into town and brought a bit of music. And in, in your own them. family, who was the biggest driving force for the music? You know, that thing of sit down and practice or go on and bring you to this session or that or... Probably both parents. Paul Roach, of course, was the flute player with Stockton's Wing. He was my first cousin. They lived across the road from us in St. Michael's Village in Ennis. So uh, there was no, we never needed incentive. The McMahons were living there as well in the same area. The Skerritts were in the same area. So we never really needed that much incentive. We had each other. We had a very good cohort and a peer group that played traditional music coming up to the ranks. Well, it's great to hear all of that from you, Kieran, And also, you know, the, the stuff that Mike was chatting about. But it was a real pleasure to interview and record with Mike. Can't be half the pleasure that you're getting out of this conversation, Ruth. Anyway, we've got some great gigs to share with you. This weekend, Glen Gareth in Cork will be resonating for the Jim Dowling Illin Pipe and Trad Festival. Uh, it honours the memory of Glen Gareth resident and renowned piper Jim Dowling, who embodied the best of the area's unique musical tradition, playing there. Connolly, brilliant group from Armagh and Derry. Troda from Dublin and Derry and Glasgow. I'm not that familiar with that band. Maybe you are, Ruth. The Valerie brothers, well, what can you say? All the Valerie's incredibly gifted. Uh, Neil, uh, Killian and Quivine Valerie, all from Armagh. Core Coulet will be there, the Coulet Men's Choir. What can you say about them? Incredible, led by Pather O'Reilly. Uh, Ross Cooper and Tom Oaks from Shetland and Devon will be there as well. Pipers appearing include Patigo Hare, Elan Piper and Pipe Maker from Belfast, Lorne McDougall from Carrickdale in Kintyre, Sean McCone of Dublin, Christy O'Leary was born in Dublin, and as our producer likes to say, authored in Kinmare in County Kerry, the Jim Dowling Festival.ie for more information. Well, the Ben Bulban Coltus are organising the Knock Lane Festival this weekend. This Friday evening, June the 21st, the opening concert is going to be held in Jordan's Bar and Lounge in Maharo. And on Saturday, St. Patrick's National School, Maharo, will be the location for workshops. Saturday evening, the 22nd of June, Ellen's Bar Maharo Sligo will host a session. And on Sunday the 23rd, the closing session from 3 to 5pm will also be held in Ellen's Bar. This Friday, there's a great gig with Emma Langford and Cuig at the Duncairn Arts Centre in Belfast. Ruth, I know you recorded an interview with Emma during Tradfest. I did indeed, and it was the announcement that she was going to be heading over to Milwaukee. And such a rising star with energy to bait the band. Like, she has just done so much touring in such a short time and has achieved so much. She's in the midst of, of getting her second album out now as well. So, yeah, huge admiration for Emma Langford and what she's doing with her music. She's fairly lively on Twitter too. Maybe no harm to check her out on Twitter. She is very entertaining. She is very entertaining in fairness to her. She's good for the old memes. Is that what they call them? And just to keep you up to date with the county flas that are happening this weekend, we've got the Clare County Fla, as well as the Kerry County Fla, which is happening in Milltown, and also Kilkeel in County Down is the location for the Down County Fla. We'd like to thank irishmusicmagazine.com for their help putting this gig guide together for Tradfest podcast. Well, we had a great reaction when we played her on the show a few weeks ago, so we're delighted to share another live track from Carrie, recorded in the Workman's Club during Tradfest. This is Trying To Be Honest from Carrie.
lost my man to a jacket and skirt girl And she looked so dull I did me no good How can I learn from that mistake mm, When I can only be myself streets specifically every day I want to try to catch a glimpse in the window pain of enthusiasm but she is on refrain oh no oh no no oh no no do, do, do. I was just trying to be honest Trying to be honest well, I've been a hip Oh, crit I asked him to behave But I ran circles around him I had a busy buzzing script mm -hmm, And that's all I gotta say about this Oh no, oh no, no, oh no, no doo, doo. I was just trying to be honest Yeah, I was just trying, I was trying, I was just trying to be honest To be honest and we'll be sharing more live tracks and an interview with her in a few weeks time on the show gorgeous stuff there from Carrie and that's almost all we have time for on this show another one from the Oliver Sinjin Gorgerty in Temple Bar Dublin this Tradfest podcast is brought to you by the Temple Bar Company a not-for-profit collective who manage and promote Temple Bar Dublin's cultural quarter by the way can we say thanks to Martin Keane the proprietor here at the Oliver Sinjin Gorgerty ever welcoming here when we come to do our Tradfest shows and if you liked today's show please give us a five star rating and ask your friends to listen to the show connect with us on Facebook at Temple Bar Tradfest on Twitter at Temple Bar Trad or visit the website tradfest.ie until next week's epoch defining episode of Tradfest I'm Kieran Hanrahan and I'm Ruth Smith thanks to you all for listening and don't forget to get in touch at tradfest.ie thanks a million Slán. <laughs> <laughs>